Yeah, we're rocking. We're ready to go. Another episode of Big and Hungry, starring Steve Byrne, Brian Callen. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm humming a little bit. You Had are. Me, I woke up this morning, and usually, as you know, yeah. I go I go coffee and one teaspoon of cod liver oil for my for my vitamin D. Yeah, for my vitamin D, my vitamin A. <laughs> but um, but not this morning. Woke up this morning, and I was hungry. Yeah. I was hungry. Yeah, you're a morning person, correct? No, I'm a I'm a night person. You are. Yeah, I'm a night person. Now you you Sandman. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're Sandman. Old- you you can sleep. You can sleep forever. You're I like, love sleeping. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. It is my <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. It uh, yeah, is yeah, my yeah. speciality. It's your speciality right. because you That's went right. to bed at the same time I did. I was up at eight, uh-huh. and you you were still. You, you texted me at 10 yeah. and saying, are you up yet? And I said, I am now. Uh-huh. And when are we starting? You're like, we're supposed to start at 10. I was like, oh, yeah. oopsies. And you got and you got, you got got a little <laughs> sleepy eyed. Look at you. You're still, you're still kind of soft about the face. Yeah. Kinda, you got that little soft, cute face where I want to pinch your cheeks because <laughs> you just woke up. Like, do you take a little nappy poo? Well, you're seeing a cherub version of me right now. <laughs> it's not, I look like, I look like a newborn. You do, and that's. I look like a newborn. Um, My forehead is beaming. So, if you guys want to watch the podcast this weekend, we can watch on my forehead. Um, (laughs) I want to tell you something real quick. Go ahead. I read through some of the comments of episode one. Yeah. And I would say mostly positive. I I asked you if you read them. You said I don't read those things. Never. And I read them. Very complimentary towards you. Great to see you back. Rinks, all that stuff. And then this is what I get. Um, he sounds like Howard Stern. Not he a bad thing. Looks like e- Elon Musk. <laughs> he sounds like Seth MacFarlane. He's an Asian Kevin Spacey. Jesus um, Christ! Who is he? <laughs> oh, they're gonna find out. <laughs> so, uh, over and over again, I was like, I was like, positive for Callum, positive for positive for Callum. Asian Kevin Spacey, positive for Calvin. But, you're the, for but you're the new kid on the block. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're the new kid. You're kind of like I yeah. got the right stuff, baby. Love the way you turn me on. I got the right stuff, baby. Yeah, because now, like all the gang, the gang is like, the fuck is the kid behind you, bro? I'm like, listen, guys, he's cool. He's cool. Just give him a second. Yeah, you were you were Raiders of the Lost Ark, and now it's Temple of the Doom, and they're like, "Who's short what round?" What they don't know. What is short round? No, no, they don't say that. <laughs> we don't have any racist uh, fans. What they what they don't know is that that everybody loves Steve Byrne. Well, that's cool. everybody loves Steve Byrne. I don't know anybody who doesn't love Steve Byrne. Oh, another thing I heard was um, some people shredding the set. Now yeah, this is we, a new set, but it fair. does look like after reading some of the comments, it's I will fair. say it does look like we're two men waiting for our wives to finish shopping at Nordstrom's. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> this set. <laughs> oh my fucking god, you're so right. Listen, we should this, both be on our phones looking at fantasy scores. Like, oh fuck, listen, man. Anthony, clip this together because I want people to know that this set will be changing. We're gonna get a sick logo yeah. a big and hungry logo anybody's got any suggestions let us know send us in some we'll put it up uh, we gotta we gotta figure that out we, yeah. we're gonna have very we have an interim logo now yeah uh and then we have some other things we're testing but yeah we haven't we haven't landed on we anything need, for this we need something more dynamic than a white wall yeah right yeah um yeah well anyway i'm sorry if i if i'm if i feel like if i seem like buzzing 
I mean, I had fucking spinach and asparagus with eggs this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a piece of sourdough English muffin. Hey, hey, um, Steve. <laughs> but why are you buzzing? Well, I don't know. Because of the, I, cause I, of the cod I Because I, I hit it hard yesterday in the gym. Yeah. For no more than 20 minutes. Enjoy that 20 minutes, though. Because I'm confusing the fuck out of my central nervous system <laughs> by changing my work up yet again. I feel the same way when I watch an episode of uh, a Disney sitcom with my kids. I'm very confused for 20 minutes. My body wants to get out of there, yeah. but it's staying put because I'm a supportive father. So I understand that. It's just gotta, different results, but it's fine. Yeah, because you got to watch. Both shock in the body. Yeah, you got to watch some terrible Disney movie. I do that too. That's supposed to be quality time with your kids, even though they're <laughs> staring at their the fucking screen. Although my son will has this tendency to not be able to sit still mm-hmm. and he stares way too close to the screen and then runs away and then comes back and stares at the screen again. It's a, it's kind of a tick. It's kind of a pacing. Thing I saw got. it yesterday and I yeah. think it's almost like that movie with the well, I think inside in the pixelation of the screen, he sees a Korean water ghost that no one else sees. <laughs> he can see things. The oh. average human, he's gifted. He sees a Korean water ghost. He sees a Korean water ghost. Have That's you noticed right. one like thing? The about, ring. Do you watch any Korean movies? I, I do. Yeah. Do you, do you know, would you say there's one particular through line to every Korean movie? At least for me. Uh, what is it? There's some great Korean movies out yeah. there. Whether it's Dumb Boy, whether it's, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Old Boy. Old, Old Boy's Boy, yeah. phenomenal. Or um, there are a couple of really scary movies um, or or Parasite. I mean, there's a, there's an artistic renaissance going in, on in Korea that's second to none. That's and, right. right well, come on, man. You can't just take credit <laughs> for that, bro. You're American. Come on, bro. Come on. Your mom is very Korean though, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. The thickest accent. Like when I was going to school, I would go home, do my homework, and then I'd help my mom with her homework. That's how, <laughs> how it's so true. That's but. like that fucking family guy thing where the Korean, the Korean, he's got a Korean friend and the Korean yeah. father goes, Are you doctor yet? Goes, no. <laughs> he goes, Talk to me when you doctor. And he just closes the door. He's a kid's well, 12 my, years old. My mom, like, you know how my mom is blunt. She's a blunt oh, yeah. instrument of Korean honesty, right? Yes. And so Sullivan and Son, when that show was on, we made Okja on that show a caricature of my mom. And oh, people wow. are like, oh my God, is that really based off your mom? I'm like, that's the nice version. <laughs> because my mom is so quick. She doesn't bullshit. So like, let's say, you know, I go, Brian, where's the gold square? Yeah. Brian, where's the gold square? It's right there. Brian, where's the gold square? You know how there's three? Yeah. You, like you build up to that yeah, last... Yeah, yeah. That's my mom's first. Oh, boy. Where's the gold square? Like, I see my father, and his shoulders have been slumping <laughs> the last five to six years where he's slowly, like, melting within himself because he can't take it anymore. Yeah. But he's married, you know? Yeah. So you just take but it. But guys usually who have mothers like that tend to be um, meek and broken. You're yeah. not that way. So, But she was like, you were, her, you were probably her champion, though. Or she was your I, champion. <laughs> Yeah, I think both. Yeah, I mean, my folks are great. Yeah, just yeah. like just like you. Yeah, but but I mean, but your mom raised you. That's a different value system, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she grew up dirt poor in a yeah. third world country, and you could call it a fourth world country when when she was there. I mean, yeah. it's not the Korea we know now, where yeah. everything is skyscrapers and high tech and everything. It was she she walked like miles to church on a dirt ro- to, awesome. to school on a dirt road and didn't fin- finish her education until 
you know, she didn't finish like high school. And so she comes here, but she understands the value of a dollar working hard. And she's incredibly gifted with the money. And well, uh, there, you don't make, you do not make a tougher group of people than yeah. the Koreans. You do not make a tougher group of people. You, you, if you get in a, the last person I would want to get in a fight with, mm-hmm. it, and I'm not joking, is a Korean because they will, uh, you're going to have to fight. If, if it's a Korean, uh, somebody from Korea, mm-hmm. you better fucking, if you don't kill him, he will, he will decide that his, his generation and seven generations after that must yeah. exact their revenge. I, like that's what I was going to say about the movies, every Korean movie. At the end of every Korean movie that I've seen, everybody dies. <laughs> everybody dies. I mean, you're like, no, no, they wouldn't kill that. No, that person too. No, but not this person. That person. Yeah, if the Koreans made Avengers, their Thanos would have won. Everybody Hamlet. would have died. There's no. Yeah, it's Hamlet. At the yeah. end of it, everyone is fucking bleeding out of some part of their body, lying on the ground, and there's zero redemption. A cop comes in and goes, (laughs) and then credits roll. Yeah, being Korean and Irish, people always find that it's such an odd paradox of, you know, just like how does that combine? It's like peanut butter and and you know pineapples. It's like why would that happen? But they're very similar in terms of territories. They're split by north and south. They yeah. both love cabbage. They both love <laughs> potatoes. They both love whiskey. They both love fighting. They both have chips on their shoulders because they'd have been oppressed by other empires so and regimes. That's so true. And they both have a deep aversion to the sun. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you don't want either of them driving you home after the bar. So it's... <laughs> Do they have a deep aversion to the sun? Oh, Koreans? Yeah. Because it's a class system. That's why you always oh. see where Koreans wearing gloves and the visors. Because it would denote somebody that worked in the fields. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting and so true. Yep. And and that's what cracks me up about when we talk about racism or whatever in this country. Like that that is the, the I saw uh, Real Housewives of Bollywood. Yeah. Okay, of Bollywood. So that's India. Now I don't know about you, but but by, by the Indian people, people from India, from the Indus Valley, from that area, are darker. Okay, right. they're dark people. They mm-hmm. they that's just the way it is. But not not so with the real housewives of Bollywood. They're white chicks. They're fucking yeah. they're as white as it gets. So even in in any culture, it's unbelievable how lighter skin is considered like if you're in Mexico, if you, if you see the upper classes, they tend to be white. Right. In in the Dominican Republic, the upper classes are white. Mm-hmm. It's a, it harkens back, I guess, to when Spain, you know, kind of, I, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that, that the whiter one's skin in, right. in uh, it, every society has a caste system and it essentially has, is a bit racist. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, even that's not why a bit racist, very racist. For generations in my through line from the first Irish burn that came over in this country, we have always, throughout the history of my family, uh, worn white sheets to be the whitest. <laughs> Damn it. It's called the master race, Brian. No, no man. No, for Steve, a reason. this is not It's called not the master good. race for- Steve, that's not why they were doing it. They weren't protecting themselves from the sun. Why are those sun. cameras red? Sun. From <laughs> <laughs> the sun. Guys, because the racist meter is, is red hot right now. The racist <laughs> meter is red hot. I, I started reading this book called The Body, um, and it was saying that biologically, there's no distinction of race. There's a sliver 
within your epidermis that like race is a small scintilla correct a, a tiny fraction of your skin that correct. denotes some difference and usually it is due to the effects of the sun dependent on the region you live in that's right and that's really it that's really that's it there's right. no biological difference between you me and michael jordan now there's an enormous difference in tax bracket but yes. well the, the, <laughs> or scholarships yes. It, the, 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 there is so for example if you are of asian descent you may have a harder time breaking down alcohol um if you are um asians yes are known to get blotchy red skin yes, when they drink or whatever, yes. whatever. Or, or 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 um if you are um say of african american or african descent a sub-saharan african descent Certain medicines won't work as effectively on you for certain diseases as they do for right. somebody of Europeans. So there are there are there are there sort are distinctions of, of course distinctions yeah. in that sense. But that that has nothing to do that. That's almost like a region by region basis, right? So right. it's like when you see herders in certain African parts of Africa, like in the Sudan, they have an enzyme. They're not they're not lactose intolerant. Right. But if you go just like literally the village over where they're not herders mm -hmm. they are lactose intolerant because they didn't develop the those enzymes or it's fascinating yeah so 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 it just it's your body will react to the environment that it's in over time right it will evolve to that you know so if you're if you're an inuit if you're an eskimo for lack of a better word and you're which from i've the been Arctic, i've been confused for by as, the way as well you should be you <laughs> son of a bitch but are you Eskimos like what the fuck no. have you heard that before yes oh come on i wasn't even in a parka come on <laughs> god damn it what the, what the last thing that you are you an eskimo bro like remember i mean i told you the other day i was confused for mexican i was like i don't look was i hitting a pinata like was i delivering fajitas and a sizzling you've been platter? dealing with that shit your whole life right i mean identity yeah, to a degree it's not but i was saying that if you're an inuit you have um, you your so you know how your hands and feet get cold first when it's cold out. That right. not so for the Inuit. Not so their circulation is far better than ours in that sense. So they kind of like have way better uniform circulation. Right. So their hands and feet will not get cold. The That's way so will. crazy. Yeah, but it's just it's just how you have to evolve. Yeah. The point is, guys. Hey, guys. I know this is going to be surprising, but the point is, racism. It's bad. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Guys, a couple things. The One, racism know. is bad, and slavery Clean. is even worse, all right? So w this is a anti-racist, anti-slavery podcast. And if That's you get right. nothing else from us... That's fucking it. That's right. Listen, when we come to your town, Brian and S the Man Dragon and Stevie Cakes will show up at your yeah. town. You guys write us. Uh, just DM us. Let us know the statue. We will be there. We'll push it over with you. That's okay? Right. That's We're right. here to push over statues yeah. and end slavery uh, and racism yeah. and end it all. Because we hate it. That's right. Oh, thanks, we Steve. believe in a world where everybody, regardless Should of race, fucking. color, creed, can get together and love one another. Yeah. I happen to believe that place is called... The Earth, Brian refers to it as Pornhub. Yeah, there you go, motherfucker. Let's all <laughs> F, F to the U-C-K. <laughs> know what I mean, brother? That's what I'm talking about. Let's get this whole race called the human race one fucking color. That's the goal, to get it one color. Yeah! Ah, oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, especially when you go, yeah. <laughs> Should have called this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't. We still don't have music, intro music. We still haven't figured it out. Did we do it oh, at we, the beginning? Yeah. Of the, okay. The one that he sent me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we just need, I think we should just do one like, bam, 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 yeah. Wow. Okay, I'll do, I'll go, bam, 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 yeah. And then you go, you do a, you better do a fucking good, okay, a good like a, mountain a, lion growl. A, okay. All right, okay, now listen, I'm, I'm, so record this. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Only yeah. you were. You, you, it sounded like wow. It sounded restrained. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to do. All right. It's hard to do. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you do you do the da, 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 and I'll do the okay. Da, 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 You want to do another one? Yeah. And now, oh, and now, good. give me something sexual. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me give you a sexual one. All right. <sighs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Hold on, let me do another one. Okay, good. That's right. I'll give you one, ready? All right. I'm setting you up, ready? Okay. That doesn't go there. Okay, give me one, ready? More fingers. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. All right, ready? Okay, you, 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 give you, me another one, right? It's too dry. <laughs> try, okay, try me, yeah. <laughs> give me a second. I'm 46. I'm about to drown. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I'm about to drown. Oh my god. Tastes like Heineken. <laughs> the right kind of sour. Oh my god. Okay, uh, give me one. Stay hydrated. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um Good. We, we didn't know when now to that end we've on been top. Kicked off we we literally air. petered that out to the end. You got I told you I enjoy beating a dead horse. Oh, so God. if you guys think we're going too far, well fuck off because this this podcast is called Beating a Dead Horse. That's right. We just murdered Seabiscuit and uh, strangled the fuck out of him. I like to do my buddy and I, we had a room full of people we didn't know, a car full of people we didn't know. Yeah. It was packed. I mean, people were sitting on each other's laps. We had to go from my friend's house to Nobu in Malibu. Okay, money. How many clowns money. were in the car? Did you see what? Did you see what? It may well been a clown car. Yeah. We had like it, the car takes five people, and we had like eight. And so my buddy Jerry, who's huge, 
uh, and everybody's in the car and everybody's quiet because nobody knows each other. So we're all kind of awkwardly stuffed together. Mm -hmm. And my buddy Jerry looks at me and he goes, um, hey, is there any room in there? And I go, I go, no, there's not. We've got too many people. And he goes, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, is you sure you can't move anybody around? And I go, no, man, we can't. I, I start, I, and I go, no, we can't. There's not enough people. And then people are like, Jesus, why is he getting so, you know? <laughs> and he goes, you sure? Because maybe if somebody goes, I don't fucking, there's no way. There's no room. There's no fucking room. And then he's, he's like, all right, okay, okay. And everybody's like, Excuse me. and then he finally goes, because if you just move a little bit, <laughs> and I'm screaming, and, and they finally got that I was being ridiculous. And yeah. Well, that it didn't end there. We just kept doing a version of that for another five minutes until the horse was so dead that everybody in the car was audibly going, oh, man, come on, man, let's get out of here. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. But you're waiting for that second wave of it to yeah, come back. You, gotta exhaust, you have to exhaust your audience. <clears throat> yeah, some people just don't know when to stop. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Pood. Yeah, see what I did? Yeah. Give me one. My girlfriend. No, give me one. Okay. Is that blood? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrestled an angel in my sleep and it got hairy. Um, what? Because yeah, it's that blood and I was wrestling an angel. It's from Jacob's Ladder, the Bible. It doesn't matter. Um, my girlfriend woke up. We, I woke up. I mm -hmm. was making a phone call. I was done with the phone call. And yep. It was still dark in the room. And my girlfriend pointed to the bed. And on the bed, she said there was a little, what looked like a brown little, like <laughs> like a little brown object. And she she very delicately and, and heartbrokenly said, did you poo? <laughs> And she was dead serious. And I, for a second, went, if I did poo, it's all over. Yeah. If, if, well, well, first of all, I'm I'm too old. I, I, if I'm shitting in my sleep, we got a, we got a major problem. Because I'm never wearing diapers to bed. All of a sudden, you're sleeping happy At day 54, style, that right? can't be the case. Yeah, yeah too and it was And it was a day after my birthday. And she goes, um, is that a poo? And I, I reach down and pick it up. And it was actually a hair tie. It was a thick like I know, Ugh. and I was like, and I gave it to her, and she goes, "Oh, I thought you I'm so relieved." Yeah. Now, whose hair tie is this, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and that's where it got a little hairy. Yeah. Where it got a little hairy. Um. Anyway, um, back to. Uh, but at, it, that is something that does happen to every man once you turn thirty. What's that? Shitting your pants. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it I've will been happen. My pants since. No, I've shot my pants way before thirty. Really? Yeah, I took a. I mean, yeah, of course. I went to park my girl's car in New York, and and I had to shit, and then I I I shat. I wasn't wearing underwear. I threw my jeans on in a hurry so I didn't get a ticket, and I I I just couldn't hold it, and I shat, and it slid down in my leg and landed, and I kicked it out onto the street, and there were two schoolgirls in school uniforms. Oh no! And I and oh. I was just like, I am a horrible human. I, I just didn't. I was so. I just didn't want them to see that. And then on the hallway, I kicked out another poo. And then I got to my girl's apartment. I said, I shat my pants. I just need you to know that. And I washed my jeans in the shower. Oh. And then I had to go downstairs. And a lady was yelling about oh. how the dogs took shits in the hallway. And I had to pick it up with, <laughs> with a plastic bag. Can I tell you this? I don't know if you know this. Yeah. 
I was in Sacramento at the Punchline. Yeah. On the second floor of a strip mall next to the sleep train. Yeah. Which you know. And I was on a hot run, a hot run on stage. I made a dude shit his pants. No. In the crowd. <clears throat> this guy, <laughs> I was killing. I never say that. You, no, you know, I, I, I I've never seen say you kill. Killing, but I was straight up like killing on this run. I forget what the run was. And the whole crowd was rocking. And I see this guy rocking. And, you know, you see the crowd. And then I see this guy kind of stoic. And slowly there, there was like this uh, pocket of people that stopped laughing. <laughs> So I just continue with the show, and I'm doing the show, and then I see security come over and tap the guy on the shoulder. This is the Saturday 8 o'clock show. The guy gets up and runs out. Doesn't walk. He runs out. I just thought, oh, okay, it's weird. So I continue with the show. Colin Jost, on update again, is, yeah. is opening for me. I get off stage. He goes, you got to see this. I go, what? He goes, just follow me. So we go out, and the second line for the 10 o'clock show is out in the hallway, yeah. okay? This guy ran out, and the shit fell out of his pants in front of the second crowd. And so they must this be sitting guy. there going, what the fuck kind of show is going on? This is awesome. <laughs> Colin made me sit next to it, and I, I sat down next to it, and I took a picture next to it. And three, oh. years, three years later, he sent me a plaque that's in my office of me in a suit, with these little gerbils of shit on the ground, and it says January eighteenth, Steve Byrne made a man shit his pants. That's Sacramento punchline. Great. And then I was always like, "There's no Oscars for comedy," but I did that. I got an Oscar. No, I've never heard of anybody never doing that. Never, never. I go to Calgary with Steve Simone. Yeah, I made a dude shit his pants in Calgary. He laughed so hard. So I am domestic and international. That's, I've that's, taken my talents internationally. That's incredible. If you've got if you got the runs, can lightning you, strike twice? It, well, if you got the runs, don't go to Steve Byrne. That's right. Don't go to Steve Byrne, but be be aware you might shit your pants. That's what I would say. <laughs> right. That'd be my that'd be my moniker. <laughs> well, it it is. Uh, you know, people can have this. People can have. That. I got a new Netflix special. Did you make a man shit your pants? Yeah. No, did I you did. make two men shit their pants? That's right. Two yeah. grown men. I in in Canada and the United States? Yes. In all of North America? It's impressive, dude. Yeah. Congratulations. My goal is to slowly work my way and get all four time zones in the country because I did Sacramento, then Calgary. Yeah. And so I want to get the other two times. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should, and I'm going to help you with that because um, I'm going to be the guy who shits his pants. Yeah. Uh, there is, <clears throat> There was a story about, and my parents know the man. They know the man. Yeah. He had to go to the bathroom. They were taken off. Stewardess wouldn't let him. I got in an argument. International flight. He. Oh no. I guess he had very bad diarrhea, and he apparently shat on the cart. He took Excuse a shit me. On the cart. He got How up. How do you shat, shat on, on the cart? cart? I don't know. He went crazy, and he shat on the cart. <laughs> this is what. And he got. It was a story. Is that when everybody's stewardess's button goes bing? Yeah, it was. It was actually made news. It made you know. Yeah. But he got arrested, and my parents actually knew the guy. Really? And apparently, my father, my father was def defending him. <laughs> I swear to God, I had to get the story right, but my dad was defending him yeah. because they wouldn't let him shit, and somehow it was justified that he found his way on top of the cart, and in in a fury, he 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 fury shat <laughs> uh, all over the place. 
you know? So I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know if I ever told you this, but the first time, the only time. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> First time I killed somebody. I was uh, I was I, I I was on the road. Met a girl. Hung out. Went to Denny's. Go back to the hotel. Um, and we're in the hotel. You know, you had to wake up and do morning radio on Friday, so I did the morning radio. I get back to the hotel. I press the button, and as the elevator goes up, I had this like searing hot flash, just sweat beads, just permeated my forehead instantly, yeah. and I had never experienced that before, like a hot flash. I was like, what the hell? Bam. Everything must just a complete yard sale in my pants. Really? Everything just a just you know like when you take your garbage out and yeah. there's a hole in the bag? Yeah. And it rips and then it all falls out at once. Yeah. Like that's what happened. There wasn't even a question of did you just shit your pants? It's like you definitely just shit. Oh, you shit caught your an pants. amoeba or something. It's, uh, no, what it was was a night full of whiskey and tequila. Oh boy! Go to Denny's, a French onion soup, no. sausage links, and a milkshake, well, and hot spicy buffalo wings. That's a ticking fucking time you bomb. You eat like a. We talked about this. You eat like an eighth grader. And we got to like make some changes. I have to make some. changes. We got to make some changes. Yes. You saw what I put down this morning. I saw what you did this morning. I saw the episode one, and I saw my face. And I look like me, but somebody like blew air into my asshole and I puffed up a bit more. I look like a bloated river victim is well, what I look no, like. No, I wouldn't go that far, but you, you're you lazy because you have good genetics because you're a good looking guy. So you, you, you're, taking, you're taking liberties, but now you just hit four, six, okay? That's right. Right. Now, now 5-0 is creeping I got to turn up. it around. Now, when 5-0 creeps around, if you've been fucking around like this, it's, you're going you're gonna to feel old. Yeah. Right. You want you want to be able to you want to eat less. I like no breakfast. I like intermittent fasting. Right. But if you're lifting and you're working out, you're gonna you might be hungry in the morning, and that's fine. You listen to your body. But but all you got to do, a guy like you, a little bit of weightlifting. Yeah. And fucking, fucking, just lean meats. Yeah. I'd prefer them to be game. <laughs> Vegetables, greens, some berries. So hold on. Some nuts. I'd prefer them to be cashews, which are good for your gut fauna, flora, and and fucking uh, almonds. Maybe walnuts once in a blue. And if you can get starch in there, you're going to take in some starch. I like yams. I like yams. I like slow-cooked oatmeal, and I'm not mad at white rice. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Well, I think that what you and I should do, because you are a man's man, mm. I think we have our girls over at dinner. Yeah. You get the camo. Yeah. Get a gun, bow and arrow. Yeah. I get my camo, mm. bow and arrow, mm. gun. Mm. We both partition off into the wilderness. Yep. And you come back with an elk wrapped around your shoulders. Too heavy. <clears throat> it's a 1,200-pound animal. Game. You come back with some I come game. come back with an, uh, with an elk leg. Yeah. Or a moose leg like Rogan did on a fucking Muslim or men's fitness or whatever. Yeah. And I come back with spinach, carrots, cucumbers. You're a man of the earth. You you get game and I, I do the same, but I, I do it from the garden. So you're 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 gonna get you're gonna you're gonna clip It's just as masculine, I, no, I no, believe, no, to you, garden. You're you're gonna you're gonna But you're the man's man if you if you shoot and kill it. You're gonna prune you're gonna you're gonna prune the lettuce and and sn and dig up some parsnips. 
That's you're gonna right. have a basket full of, of beets, vegetables that you like. Yeah. Beets. Yep. Yeah. A, a basket full of vegetables that you gathered. Drop so the beet. Yep. Beet. Get some <laughs> yeah. beet root in there. Yeah. Now, so so what you're saying is you're gonna gather and I'll hunt, right? So so I'll I'll hunt. You gather, right? Yeah. Right. Now why make you, sure you get yourself. You not a big like deal. That. Just make sure yeah. you get yourself a colorful yeah. basket. <laughs> Get yourself a colorful basket, maybe a maybe a little hip basket. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. can you can you can pick that lettuce and pick them strawberries and whatever, and drop them into your hip basket. I, if you need me, I'll be in the field. I'm sorry. I mean the woods, the deep woods, the dark woods, stalking the prey. All right. And I'll take it out. Now I'm not going to use a bow and arrow. Why? Yeah. I got too much respect for the art of archery. Haven't worked on it enough, and I can't risk wounding the deer or whatever I decide Just to a take clean down. Cut. Yeah. Now what I will do is I will um, bring my Winmag 300. It's a hunting rifle. It's a okay. hunting rifle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll find something with hooves. It's yeah. tasty to eat. <laughs> Ain't going to be Beelzebub, if you know what I mean. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Ain't going to be Beelzebub. <laughs> That's the only other thing I can think of with hooves, but that ain't too tasty. Uh, if you are going to eat Beelzebub, make sure you brine that meat and uh, cook it well. Uh, cook it real well. <laughs> because uh, he, he used to hot. He used to hot. Beelzebub used to hot. Uh, he used to fire. So... Um, yeah, but overall, I don't even know if you need me. By the way, on this vibe, you could just go up on attention. You don't need it. You bring it out of me, Stephen. <laughs> I need the fuck out of you. You bring it out of me. You're my best audience. <laughs> You're my best audience. Uh, what are we gonna do about getting you uh, into the shape you you deserve to be in? Yeah, I, I look the. I think that the quarantine and all. Honesty, I've always clocked in around 177. I'll max it like 180. Yeah. Because um, I'll jump rope. I play hockey. Yeah. But once the quarantine hit, I was inside. And like all those vices of, on the road followed me back home. So I was ordering Uber Eats. It was like, I'll just get some Taco Bell. This is just easy to do. And my wife's like, when the fuck are you going back on the road? Because we're eating horribly. Yeah. Horribly, but you like you like junk food. I lo I don't like it. I love it. I honestly, so your favorite. I give me your meal before you're gonna die. Give me your meal. Well, it'd be an all star meal, and why all star? I mean, like if you could go to a food court, you don't just go to one place. You hit them all up. So I would go. I would definitely do an In and Out, double double, animal style. I go McDonald's animal fries. Style. What is the? Animal but don't style? interrupt me, please. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I'm in the zone. Go ahead, go ahead. This go ahead, is go my ahead. happy place. Ahead, you brought this upon yourself. In okay, out, I let in you talk out, about in and out hoofs and beers. Right. I am so happy right now to talk about go, this. Go, go, go. I would get nachos bel grande. Okay. I would get also Arby's curly fries. So I would take a little from McDonald's, a little uh, apple turnover from uh, from Arby's. Wow. And I would do a chocolate milkshake from In and Out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Wow. You love all I those. Mean, I love are, those. You, so even the apple turnover, you love, you'll eat. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Like when I go to a buffet, okay, I look at it as like a challenge. 
Yeah. People are like, oh, this is going to be... It's like, no, you, you're going to charge me eight bucks. I'm going to fucking destroy this buffet. Yeah. I'm going to punish you. And I will eat everything I can. Billy Gardell, who's on Mike and Molly, when we first great, met, we're great both, guy. both from Pittsburgh. We did this Jameson whiskey tour. Kreischer was on it, a bunch of great guys, Pete Corielli. And we go on this tour and we went to Famous Dave's um, rib place. And Gardell goes, so kid, I hear you got an appetite. I was like, oh yeah, I got an appetite. He's like, it's on. <laughs> so we both ordered a full rack, all the sides, and a dessert. And I fucking destroyed it. And Gardell ate three quarters of his rack of ribs and some of his sides and stuff. He's like, I'm fucking, st I don't know how you do it. And I've always been I, I, like a human tapeworm. You can eat you can eat just crazy amounts. I love it. It's so funny I as, love you, it. as you're saying this. I'm embarrassed to say what my final meal would be. I'm what? embarrassed because it's like so a kale outrageous. Smoothie, Cobb it's mulachaya. salad. It's what? mulachaya. Huh? Mulachaya. Anyone who's that? Egyptian or Lebanese knows what I'm talking about. Okay. It's a it's a specialty Arabic dish with chicken and rice. It's like a stew slash soup. Yeah. And it's 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 very hard to make properly. When you eat Lebanese food or Egyptian right. food prepared properly, like a true shawarma, a shawarma, a true shawarma, with <laughs> okay. with with true hummus, yeah, labne tabuli, yani you cannot. It's impossible for anyone to understand, you know, <laughs> this this kind of food because it has to be done. Perfect. Just See, perfect. you like that. I like halal guys on Fifty Third and Sixth. See that they, they don't. City. That's all imitation. It's all imitation. But it's like the worst versions of other regions of food in America are like fucking astounding. They're Chinese great. food in China is great. It's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But Chinese food in America is fucking wonderful. Correct. It's fattening. It's greasy. It's sweet. Yes. It's sugary. It's salty. Yes. Everything I want in a meal. Well, there are some restaurants, and you're going to pay for it, when you go and it's quote-unquote high-end Mexican, yeah. high-end Indian, high-end you know, Afghani or Persian. Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're going to have a... It's going to be an orgy in your mouth. It's going to be a fucking horgy in your mouth. <laughs> okay? Because... That kind of those kind of spices and those kind of meats and you know when people say things it drives me crazy because they go Iraqi food's great or Persian food's really good yeah and I love when they act like they're surprised they go Persian food's really good oh is it <laughs> oh you mean you mean the Persian Empire they've been around five thousand fucking years yeah you think food is new to them you right. think that that being they able just to got put, a KFC yeah you I can't it's like yo oh and when they when they realize like oh yeah there's some cool like poetry or philosophy or, or or cuisine that comes out of Iran. Oh, really? A country that's been around for 5,000 years. That surprises you? Right. You fucking, you think that everything was invented here in a country that's 300 years old, 400 years old, 200 years old? The fuck out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. They've had some practice. <laughs> that's right, so yeah. So anything you like, they, they can do better. Korean barbecue. Is also unbelievable. I could literally Fucking love it when I go to Korean barbecue. If it's like an all you can eat Korean barbecue, yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. my stomach, I eat like I have two assholes. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Yeah, my stomach will just enlarge. I can eat Korean barbecue like they're grains of rice. <laughs> I will have, I could put away pounds of it, yeah, and not stop. And my wife's like, When is this? 
over. Like, where are you putting it? Like, how is this possible? But I will just keep eating it. But I, I have a philosophy stop. on that with you. What? Well, well, because you, I said yesterday, I was watching you. We mm -hmm. had dinner and you were nice enough to take me to Scopa. Thank you. And you go. Um, what was your birthday? Thank you. And you went. 38? Uh, 38 years old. And you said, uh, I, I said to you, Steve, you're going to live till you're 100 years old. And the why the reason I said that is because you have an ability, and it's actually a very underrated ability. You have an ability not only to be in the moment, but to truly enjoy what life has to offer. I don't see you doing what all of us do, including myself, way too much of, which is being in a place and saying, I wish this was different. Right. You're not like that. And you're not competitive yeah. with that. You're just like this is fucking great or you and or and the way you like people you're like this guy's great and it's 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 um and it's not it's not a naive thing it's not that you're dumb it's right. not that you it's just the, you you have this ability for whatever reason to sit in the cut and just enjoy what other people and what other things are giving you and not want more than that in that moment. And that may sound yeah. like a simple thing. It's a fucking art. It's a form of meditation. That's one of your biggest strengths. The fact that you're able to laugh so hard and be affected by things means you're just keyed in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you win. <laughs> well, thank you, my Fuck friend. This man. I appreciate that. And I think that uh, I think there are some people that when you're around, there's just... I don't know, some sort of chemistry where the best version of yourself is brought out, whether it's a relationship or, you know, a significant other or whatever. And whenever I've been around you, I remember somebody, I was I was doing a radio show and somebody's like, who's the funniest person at the comedy store? And I said, Brian Callen. <laughs> and I, I meant it and I still mean it to this day because we were all sitting. I remember it was one of those nights where just magically everybody was there. Everybody you'd want to see and is on that marquee that people get excited about was there. It was a, we were in the parking lot. There was maybe 12 heavy hitters. Uh, all the best comics were there. And <laughs> in pulls Brian Callen. And we're all, we were all just bullshitting, having a good time. The conversation is ping-ponging. You walk right up with all the arrogance and confidence in the world and you start complimenting everybody, picking the shoulders, look at these thighs. And it's a tutorial in confidence and humor and positivity. And we were fucking dying for 10 minutes. I remember that. I think Just Sebastian was there. Dying. Sebastian, Rogan, yeah. like everybody was there, yeah. the crew. Yeah. And you just went through and were on fucking fire and just left. And then you just left. We're like, God damn it. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and that to me was like a testament to you. And when you said to me, hey, would you want to do a podcast? I was like, fuck yes, <laughs> because it will be the funniest fucking. It'll be a great time. And also, you're one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. You know something about everything. Well, that's and you're so well educated. That only means because that only means I re I read. It doesn't mean I'm intelligent. It just means I I'm good at retaining information. Yeah. And then I and then I and the problem with that also is that. You know, it's, it's funny thing about reading and 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 developing, organizing your brain so that you have a point of view, an informed point of view mm -hmm. on various things from religion to philosophy to politics. 
the, you better be careful about that because you have to always stay very open and humble to the fact that you might be wrong completely and positively and totally. That's the other thing that's important. In, in other words, there might be new information that sits you on your ass mm -hmm. and be open to that possibility. That's why, why it's really important to read broadly and read people who um, are on the other side of your perspective, people that you don't agree with. Or even don't they, fixate on one channel of news. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe swing the pendulum back to the other side. But I think that's the issue these yes. days in our country that's so divided. But I think the divisiveness extends and is more in place in New York and Los Angeles. Once you leave these bubbles, you see the rest of the country. And the rest of the country is not as divisive as New York and L.A. make it seem to be. And is not as divisive as it is here. Well, because there's such an ideology that permeates so deeply and vastly that any... Any sway of that ideology is immediately vilified and uh, not warranted, so much so that over the past few months, I've had one or two civil conversations from my end, but the other end was getting uh, deeply emotional to the point where uh, this one individual in particular said, I, I just can't be friends with you. Jeez. And I said, I called you to understand your perspective and ask. And throughout the course of our conversation, it got a little personal. And it was one of those things, again, where it was like, okay, well, if that's the way you feel, then that's the way you feel. And I, I remember I ended the conversation saying this. We're having a conversation about ideology. But over the course of this pandemic, I've literally reached out to you through phone calls and text messages saying, I miss you. I love you. I wish I saw you more. I've always enjoyed your company. And I miss seeing you. You and I miss your company. Yeah, I know who you're talking and, about right now. And too. I said... I said, if you want to cut me out of your life because of a difference of opinion, then that's fine. But I know this for a fucking fact. I've been a great friend to you. And yeah. that is paramount to anything. And if that doesn't and mean anything to you, And also when he's willing to do that, you. he's so sure he's right. And I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And and the, I, that particular person is a good guy and a smart guy. Um, and by so, the way, if I see him again- yeah. I'm sure I'd give him a hug. I'd be the first to give of him course, a hug. Of course, but of that's, course. But that's, that's on him. And he'd hug him. you back too. That's and, on but, him. But he's he's not as informed as he thinks he is. He's not as educated as he thinks he is. And he doesn't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I and I also know that about that person. And 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 whenever somebody is that sure of themselves, yeah. you know, we I'm, I'm writing this thing. And this is a microcosm of everything that's going mm -hmm. on in the country. I'm not the only person <clears> dealing with it, by the way. Yeah. But I don't mean to cut you off, No, that's, please. No, that, that's what I was going to say. And it is a microcosm. And, because I'm, 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 I'm writing something and Eric Weinstein got me thinking about it with this podcast he did. Mm -hmm. um, but but you know we have Magaville and we have Woke Wokeville, right? And and those two sides are driving the narrative, right? And the rest of us are In kind of wondering. Well, we're wondering when the shooting's going to start. You know, we're right. trying to like we're trying to live our lives, and we're like, I don't feel that strongly about that or that at this point. I I just I'd like to keep things a little bit the way they are. And I don't yeah. believe that things are as bad as you guys are saying they are. And I don't believe things are as bad as you guys are saying they are. That's right. the other thing. And the media, the media is is at the height of irresponsibility because the, the media is the gossip queen. The media is not interested in, in objective reality or getting closer to the truth. The media is interested in clicks and making money right. and competing with each other and getting their story at the front page of, I, I did a podcast with Alistair Bostwick who works for Verizon Media and his work for BuzzFeed and Huffington Post mm -hmm. and really smart guy. And I'm, I'm going to release it. It's on the Patreon. It's on Patreon now um, on my Patreon, but I'm going to release it eventually 
to the public and because he, he was telling me how how news works mm -hmm. and so you know th what what i think the media um makes money off of is creating that division making right. sure that we keep fighting and highlighting the differences mm -hmm. and and exaggerating and even inventing differences yeah where oh, there yeah. aren't there aren't and that's how you sell now what now to america's credit the media has lost a great deal of its credibility i don't read the huffington post fox news or any any i don't listen to or read any of these publications without a huge grain of salt without the understanding that this is this is a story they are telling that is heavily uh styled and flavored and biased oh, yeah. toward their their audience's point of view anyway and unfortunately so, you're seeing on both ends of the pendulum because as, as as deep as fox news will embed itself with the right and and beat its chest and champion that end cnn's doing the same exact of course thing they are. they're both vilifying each other and this last election was the first election in my lifetime where i was like this is not about policy there's nothing that they're going to say that's about policy that's really going to stem down this was the first election about ideology yeah. and i do not bite on Either it, I believe government is about concession. You at your beak, you at your beak behind closed doors. We'll figure this out. You compromise. But we got to, exactly, yeah. We got to say what we need to say in front of the cameras for our constituents. And I think that the class and decorum in D.C. is gone. The objectiveness in news is gone. And it's up to us as Americans to just respect one another, hear each other's perspectives, and not vilify one another for those things. Well, that's why podcasting is so fucking important, actually. Yeah. It really is. You have long-form discussion. You can actually have conversations about nuanced um, problems mm -hmm. that require, you know, conversation at the level of detail and solutions yeah. that aren't just cookie cutter, uh, one size fits all kind of, uh, uh, you know, shapes and sizes. Um, you know, Alistair Bostwick was say, I asked him, you know, I said, what, what would happen if you were at what Huffington post or something, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, Huffington post, it couldn't be more liberal and more biased and just uh, to me, essentially a rag, but the, it's a, it's a platform for indoor cats. That's that is correct in my opinion. Thank you. I can just finish their sentences. The problem is I can finish. I, I know where they stand. And I said, yeah. if you if you came to the and I'm not a Trump. I'm not a big lover of Trump. Never have been. And, easy, uh, Brian. Yep, easy, easy. You know about easy, Brian. I've been critical. I've been Thank critical you. of that guy from day one. It has nothing to do with politics. I just the the, the man himself. I think is uh, China. A lot of problems with that fucking guy. But I said, if you came to your editor and said, I have a I want to write a story on the good things that Trump did. Mm -hmm. I, want to, I want to write a story on the fact that deregulation, his deregulation policies or his China policy might have been good for the U.S. economy. Let's just take that as a, as a, as a hypothetical idea. Yeah. Okay, maybe there's an argument to be made there. I've heard a, an intelligent argument mm -hmm. made for that. Right. And he said, I want to write a story about this. What would happen? And his editor, and he said, it'd probably get greenlit, but would it be featured on the front page? Would it be promoted the proper way? And then what kind of heat would you get from your colleagues every time you come right. into work? When you come into work, you are going to get, you're going to start getting side looks. You're going to get chatter within the company right. on their chat boards. And it's not going to be very favorable. And no human being wants to come to work every single fucking day and have all the people you're sitting next to 
not like you or think right. you're the enemy or think you're contributing to so so because, because the idea you're lending being, credence and a little light to a different perspective yeah trump was That's, such a polarizing figure that i think people uh, said if you give him any credit at all you are actually making an argument for keeping him in an office and power and i get that i understand the argument where it's it's a, it became you, a siege mentality right and it's like he must die at all costs but you're also enabling you know, all the other rhetoric that comes along yes. with that one specific yes. thing that you feel is good. And I, I just, I, right. I've always felt like that's, but that's it's not how you devil. treated other politicians in the past. Right, right. And I, that to me is the glaring, you know, irony in the media. Well, like even if you have a piece praising something Trump did, like, like say, you know, Trump came down hard on China in terms of them stealing IP and you know just stealing our ideas or stealing technologies and just using them and not and us not profiting right and he's calling them out for it which i thought oh that's that's yeah. great it's about time somebody did that mm -hmm. um but then in that article you're going to see three or four things that uh that bring the tide back the other way in terms of negativity and so yeah. I, it's just like there's so in, in other words there's no way to win when you're in power yeah. you will never win it's like it's like they the left they always say the right wing said well the left wing made a deal with bill clinton bill clinton was uh had 50 allegations against him of right. everywhere from rape to you know uh, whatever uh, inappropriate sexual harassment everything and the argument was that the left said let's not make this a big deal because he's a champion of reproductive rights it's and for like the that. better good that's right and so that's and i get that hear. and i get that i'm not i'm not i'm not going to criticize a bunch of people who said we got this guy in he behaved personally in an atrocious manner maybe right. at times but he's also our best bet at safeguarding Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. That's a very passionate issue for right. especially a lot of women, especially a lot of people, but especially women. And so if you're a woman, you go, you know, if, if I if I go bad on this guy personally and, and, and I contribute to him getting out of office and them getting in a Republican who favors a pro-life position right. and works to overthrow Roe v. Wade, I am doing the greater good, like you said, a disservice mm. and and the overall objective of making the world a better place. So right. we do this as human beings. We all do this. Yeah. So to to you know you to criticize somebody for that, okay, you can go ahead and do that, but you do that too. Everyone right. does that. You have to make a deal with the devil at some point. You have to make a deal. You have to kind of go. Uh, you have to. We always are choosing uh, the lesser of two evils. Always, we're always figuring that out. That, there's yeah. no way. There's no way around that. It's impossible to be philosophically and morally consistent in that regard. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's it's just too many. There are too many factors. The real life just doesn't work that way. Yeah, uh, and and to go back to you know the issue that I had with with my friend, and I still consider my friend, is the fact that I didn't vote in the last election. That was the tipping point for him, and I just said, I just I can't. I, I, I can't. How can you not? The decision's so clear. It's like, to you it is, yes. But to me, it's, it's as clear as that I don't find faith. This is the best we could do. Yeah. 330 million people in this country. We have two people that park in a blue parking spot at Walmart. Like, this is the best we can do of all the intelligent people in this country. And again, I think that the Democratic Party, Republican Party, it's all fixed. They know who they want 
It's that flavor of the month. They're going to you see what they they railroad Bernie with with Hillary the last election. And they already put they had the system in place and Sanders wasn't going to gain any traction. Who knows if he would have won? I mean, there's things I like him, things about I don't like him. But I just feel it's all just fucking it's like Vegas, man. I I, I used to be so anti-Bernie and then I heard him on Rogan. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I mean, he's not as crazy as I thought he was. You know, he did he did honeymoon in the Soviet Union. He probably is a secret fucking communist, but you know, which I have a problem with. But but at the end of the day, he seemed fairly I mean, he's the guy's consistent. I, at least I know the he's guy. He's consistent. He's not but hearing so a peep Trump. out of anybody. Trump is very consistent. Yeah, you know exactly is, what, I, and I'm not yeah. a pro-Trump guy. Yeah. As a comedian, I'm a very pro-Trump. <laughs> I, that dude is the gift that keeps giving. Well, he's so funny. But you know yeah. Bernie drives around in Vermont with his left turn signal on all day in a Subaru. <laughs> Correct. All day. No, no, he's just a little too old and too, but he's- They all are. Yeah, they all are. They all are. I mean, Biden's fucking ancient and, you know, uh, Trump, um, my issue with Trump is just that I just think he he just wasn't, in, Obama said it, he goes, he's not interested in knowing what he doesn't know. He's not interested in learning what about what he doesn't know. Yeah. He just, he just was, he went by his gut and he, he apparently he was impossible. If you hear the people in his inner circle, they're like, we could never get, keep his attention. <laughs> He just couldn't keep his fucking attention. This guy is a billionaire. He fucks porn stars and he eats at McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, how do I not love this human being? Well, but by the way, he may not even be a, a billionaire. I mean, he's he's a he's a even if he's, he's a not a billionaire. Man in his okay, own way, even yeah. if he's not a billionaire, he's made a shit ton of money from yeah. a million dollar bet from a million dollar loan from his parents. And dude, we've all been in Vegas. I borrowed a hundred bucks and I fucking <laughs> lost it within yeah. five minutes. So, no, look, the guy, the guy was very good at. Uh, he's he's a hello brand. He can build a brand. I mean, and, and I'm sorry, but as much as I dislike Trump, he's fucking hilarious. He is the never. funniest fucking when, when they said about Mitt Romney, they go, um, do you think him being rich is a uh, is a liability? And Trump goes, he's not rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. like, or, or the greatest is with fucking uh, when when Mike Bloomberg was was uh, running against him and th nobody can put you down better than, than this guy. Yeah. He can just find your fucking- Oh, yeah. Where There's a window open Little in your Marco. house. Little Marco. There's a window open in your house. He's going to climb through it and fucking recap. Yeah. You, you can't lock all the doors in the windows. He's going to find the one window that's got windows. a little there's opening. There's a guster coming, and honey. He's coming in. I'm coming for you, Kansas. And with, with, with Bloomberg, he goes, you know, I mean, the guy wants you, what if you want, he wants a stool when he debates me. You know, he wants to be able to stand <laughs> on a box or something. I mean, if you get, look, if you're short, you're short, be short. You know, yeah. I don't know why he wants to be on the same level as me. I mean, if he gets a box and I get a box, that's the way I see it. Let's just keep it even. <laughs> and I, you know Bloomberg didn't ask for a box. No. You know he didn't, but what a fucking i mean you're done you're fucking done i dude when he said kung flu kung flu when he said that people like that's so offensive it's like that's fucking hilarious it's hilarious it's fucking hilarious yep no he's he is a he is a, a bigger than life american figure that's all i can say about him look you can say whatever you want bigger about the guy life. i've never believed the media kool-aid that obama was as great as he was I never believed the media Kool-Aid that Trump was as bad as he was. That being said, yeah. I don't fucking trust any politician. I, I don't trust yeah. any of them. Well, I think some are well-intended, but once they get in that loop and they're lifelong politicians, they're all fucking crazy. My buddy at Cameron, uh, he's, he's, he was, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's caddy. Uh, great golfer, played on the tour, but, but Michael Jordan's caddy mm -hmm. uh, has caddied for Obama, has caddied for George Bush, yeah. has caddied for Clinton, and has caddied for Donald Trump. 
Juicy, more than me. more than more than one time. Yeah, many times. And he said, without doubt, without a doubt, Trump was the best golfer of the group. Really, but without a doubt, far and away the best golfer. That's right. That's cause, right. Because he plays a lot of golf, and he was the nicest, uh, coolest kind of guy you want to have a beer with. Just to and and my buddy Cameron is not a Republican. He is yeah. not a Trump supporter at all. But he was like, I gotta say, I will say this. Uh, he was the most personal, and they, they were driving. They were in Key Marlboro. Marlago, and as as they're going by, as they're going driving by, yeah. um, in their their golf cart, Trump looked at some people who were guests at Marlago. They were yeah. they were golfing, and he goes, "Do you guys know how lucky you are? Do you know how lucky you are? No, come on." Colin Jost told me Fucking that when uh, when Hillary came to SNL, this isn't a knock. It just you know everybody works differently. She had like a bunch of advisors, maybe a dozen advisors, and then when Trump came, Trump came by himself. <laughs> he came by himself. He was just game. And and Colin told me that when he first met Trump, Trump walked up and he goes, "You got a great face." <laughs> That was it. He loves aesthetics. Oh, God. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He is who he is. He is who he is. And it's a testament to this country and the founding fathers that the the republic was able to withstand Trump and the division he caused and the bifurcation of this country. He was an We're answer to the anger that most Americans feel yeah. about D.C. and the policies That's and the right. fact, once again, that we're... In the eleventh month of quarantine, which is an entire Grateful Dead song, hello, see what I did? Oh um, yeah. Uh, that we the stimulus checks. It's like Biden got elected. Now it's like, oh, we got fourteen hundred dollars. It's like for what, guys? Don't even do it anymore. Just don't even do it. You know what? Fuck. I've it. been against it for. I mean, I, I'm. I've people. It's not going to do anything. People for know anybody. I've been against this. I don't believe shutdowns work, and I don't believe masks work. How about that? I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to say masks don't work. I'm not saying everybody shouldn't wear a mask in close quarters. I'm not. I don't know anything about that. I will say this: it, it seems to me that the states that were shut down and wore masks religiously, like California, New York, mm -hmm. have not done have not fared better no. um, than uh, the states that didn't, like Florida. I don't know why that is. I, I, I will wait for the data to come in. I, I, I think there was a much smarter and better way to do this. I, if I was in power, maybe I would have fucked up too. I'm not saying that, but I have never thought that shutting down the entire economy over a virus. Uh, the first like this three is, weeks, the first three weeks, uh, first like month or two, I understood why we did it because no one had answers. No right. one knew. No one knew what was coming at us. But I think as the dissemination of information started to trickle into the medical community, and then you see you know, a lab rat like Florida be like, fuck it, we're open. Yeah. And you're not seeing, you know, Texas, Arizona. I, I, yeah, I, again, I don't know. Like the, the problem I don't know is either. that I just don't know. I, I I do I do know the CDC said that the survival rate when it's 99.4% yeah. or something um that that's significant and and, and 300,000 excessive deaths is no, nothing to laugh at and nothing to take lightly but at the same time was it worth the domestic violence was it worth uh the massive number of suicides businesses being closed down all that came with this shutdown who is that most is still at risk going on? And let's let's do everything we can for who's most at risk, yeah, which right. is people that are over that's the age of 65 and respiratory issues. And people that have respiratory issues, this was a real moment in time for the media and anybody, you know, everybody across the board to say, America, 
Get in shape. Because the reason that America is more affected than most countries is we're fat as fuck. Right. When you have over 60% of our population considered obese, yep. that's a fucking issue. And that's gonna that's gonna um that's dealing with your respiratory issues. And it could have been a real moment in time for media people to Nobody say Nobody says that though. Nobody says that because you're fat shaming. Because we're fat shaming. Yeah, so, we're so politically, that's correct. politically correct. And so you know we'll just keep work. paying these high insurance well, rates. Well you're lying. No, you're you know you what you're doing is you're you're, when you're politically correct, you're lying. Yeah. You're, you're a fucking liar. You're not willing to call it like it is. Right. You're not allowed to say that maybe whatever this person who happens to be a victim right now, maybe they had something to do. Right. So, and I'm talking, I'm not but talking only about, I'm when not it's talking about COVID. to your narrative. I'm not talking only about just COVID. I'm talking about in, in life in general. I'm yeah. talking in, in general. Okay. Don't, don't, don't kill me on this COVID thing. Yeah. Because I'm saying in general, you're never allowed anymore. To say that this person who's going through a hard time or whatever happened to that person, whatever mm -hmm. they're going on socioeconomically, whatever, you're you're really not allowed to say anymore mm -hmm. that they may have and their actions and and whatever ha may have had something to do with the condition they're in. You can't say right. that in the media, right? Because you will be destroyed. Because that is uh, there's always got to be somebody else to blame, mm -hmm. and that is a lie that is not. It's very destructive. It's a very destructive lie. Yeah. It does nothing to solve the problem. It only perpetuates the problem because it's a fucking lie. It's an ideology that's crept into our colleges, our schools, and um, and in our general psyche. On in, and mainly, I'm sorry to say, it comes from the left, and yeah. I disagree with it 100. percent So you know, people say, "Are you right wing or left wing?" Ask me the issue. I, I guarantee I'm way more in the middle than you are. By the way, I'm Buffalo Wild Wing. Uh, I thought I so. I Guys, I got I to gotta swing for the fence. Now that's a good joke right there. I got I to gotta do what I got to do. I gotta, I gotta we, every time we do that, we should just hold like this. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this fucking philosophy. Are but we, that's, part of, that's part of Big and Hungry. It's part of Big and Hungry. Discussing ideas. Discussing ideas. Events. Events and people and people, but we're gonna have to get on to uh, you and what we're gonna do. What kind of a meal plan are we gonna work out for you? We're gonna work on something. But look, I've slow carbed before. When yeah. I slow carbed, I know it's worked. I just need to uh, not be indulgent, and I need to. Uh, we're gonna slow carb a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna slow carb, e and I will follow your lead. You're very healthy. You do not look your age. I'm probably gonna up your fats. Probably gonna up your fats because it's gonna kill your need for sweet. <laughs> you know maybe get well, some what it is, is i like eating this is this is my problem when i eat i like to feel stuffed <laughs> i want to feel like i fucking did it now it's time to lay down and watch something and nap oh really you that's love that what feeling. i do i love it there's nothing better than getting like a medium pepperoni pan pizza from pizza hut opening the box and going i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> and then really? i eat it all and I chug my root beer or Mountain Dew. Soda too after that? Oh, yeah. Dude. And then I just lay on the You're couch and go, coma. oh, my God, what did you do? And I'm so fucking delighted. Happy. So happy. And then I just watch like Empire Strikes Back and I just nod off and I wake up a few hours later and I go, time to check in again. <gasps> tink, tink. Where are we going? <laughs> so Steve Byrne gets, sits down when he eats and he goes, let's get stuff. <laughs> You know, because I, right, yeah. I could stuff you. Well, my wife and I, <laughs> we, 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 when we first started dating, she's, I fucking love her. She is ride or die. 
We'll walk into Cheesecake Factory and we'll look at that display case when yeah. the waitress is like, sure. let me get let me get your menus. And she's like, all right, I'll go. We'll look over there and be like, which one of those bring a fuck up? Oh, is that <laughs> right? Like, yeah. God bless her. She's the best. But she's she's gotten on point over over quarantine too, where she's like, all right, I gotta I gotta stop this. This is crazy. Yeah. And I saw myself again in episode one. I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. Like waiting for like LL Cool J and Chris O'Donnell to poke a stick. Yeah. in me and I turn back over and I'm just like floating and pale and white and I'm disgusted. Here's what I say when I sit yeah. down to a meal. Just enough. Remember, just enough. <laughs> because you never know when the the cobra strikes. You never know when the cobra strikes, mongoose. <laughs> Keep your belly tight and your arms heavy. You want to see the ribs and a backbone on your dog, junk, junkyard dog. <laughs> I say things like that. I go, junkyard dog. Yeah. I want to see the ribs. I keep the ribs on my dog. I keep the ribs on my dog. <laughs> That's such a great specific. Right. You never know. Just enough. Eat just enough. Yeah. Mongoose. Not me. For the cobra is always around the corner. <laughs> That's what I say, dude. I never, I'm not, I'm never getting stuffed. I got to be able to fucking stick and move. And when I stick, make it count. Then you... <laughs> I'll make it count. Now, what what do I say if I'm surrounded? I know I'm going down. I know I'm going down, right? Yeah. Like I know I'm going down. I got four guys. I can't take them all. Yeah. And they're here. They're, we're playing for keeps. What do, what do I say? What do I, what's the last thing I want to say when I'm facing them off? What's the ace up the sleeve? What do you say? Okay, boys, you'll win, but you'll remember me. <laughs> And they will. And they will. They'll remember me. That's my If mark, I was cornered, I have four guys in an alley. Um, yeah. Out comes the whistle. And I just blow for help. That's I just fucking blow smart. for help. Time to blow for help. <laughs> <laughs> and it would do absolutely nothing. Not me. I get quiet. I look each one in the eye. You remember me. <laughs> At least one of you will. Because I'm, I'm leaving my mark on you. Ain't just going to be mental. I'm coming away with somebody's ear, somebody's nose, or whatever. So I hope y'all came correct. <laughs> correct. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I also want to say this. I've always wanted to go like this. <laughs> You guys want to dance? <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Yeah. There's so many things I want to say right before I'm going to fucking mix it up. Yeah. Well, looks like I get to go out with a bang, huh? Well, I would say uh, for you. This is perfect because uh, after dinner, I didn't get my dessert. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ah, here it is. I've been... I've been getting ready for this moment my whole life. <laughs> Everything seems so clear. All right, boys. You found yourself the samurai. <laughs> See how I said samurai? But I would kill to be in that position, and they want to fist to cuffs, and they're going to kick me. They're going to kick me into the underworld. Okay. And I pull out, I pull out two... Too much at this. Yeah, too much at this from my back. Can and, I tell you something? I had a great line once mm. 
and it didn't work because this guy, he for some reason thought it was a cop in New York City. He thought you were a cop. He thought I was a cop, yeah. And he, he was mouthing off to me or whatever, and I start mouthing off to him. He goes, he goes, when I fucking fight you, you go call the cops? I go, when I fucking fight you, you're going to call an ambulance. Oh, that's good. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking good line. And I like I got, that you don't back down. Then I got my ass kicked. You did? <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was yeah, like, like the line you, was so fucking good. I like that you good. don't like, back down. You're, you'll fight. No, I will fucking fight. I got Indian, that. And it's, the Irish. It, in the Korean culture, it's called Han. Yeah, I know. It's called Han. So you know Han. Unquenchable anger. It's like yeah. unquenchable. It's like you Look will not. Look up Han. H-A-H-N, I believe. There's no proper definition for it, but yeah. Koreans know exactly, and you know exactly yeah. what I mean, but Koreans have Han. It's like the biggest chip on your shoulder yes. you've ever had. It's, an, in a, in, it's, it, it's like an unquenchable need to... to um, like for for revenge like you you can never you can never quell or quench your 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 deep desire for revenge yes early depictions of some form of han has an individual expression are found in examples of traditional korean stories poems and songs however traditional korean literature and music are largely joyous and humorous an example of han as a collective expression with observed by when observed by Westerners in 1907, but a national culture of Han did not exist in Korea. Hold on, the contemporary concept of Han, that it is a national characteristic of the Korean people, is a modern phenomenon that originated during the Japanese occupation of Korea. Yep, from Japanese colonial stereotypes and the characterization of Korean art and culture as sorrowful, um, and then. The beauty of sorrow, the idea that Han is a specifically Korean characteristic was adopted and popularized by Koreans in the 20th century. A central aspect of Han today is loss of identity. Han is not commonly associated with families who were separated during the Korean War. New generations of Koreans seemingly inherit Han because of growing up in a divided country. Han is depicted in many aspects of modern Korean culture, such as film and choreograph. All right, I don't know. It's not know. real. There's never been a specific no, definition, it, it, but... Which, it means resentment, hatred, or regret. It's derived from the Chinese character, which means resentment, hatred, or regret. Yeah. All right. Um, I got, it's all highly subjective. I got bucket loads of it. You got buck. The only thing about you is that I like I'm that you 99% have fighting spirit. Sunshine, you have, but- you have fighting, fighting spirit, but you won't. you don't really train for that moment. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like Steve's like, let's go. And then the guy just throws a straight right, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're, the, if you're that spirited, at least know a couple things. It's the stamp. I got the stamina to, to, to last year. I got a lot of, I got a surplus of like repression. Yeah. Uh, uh, of but, anger, but but yeah, I agree. It's yeah, like your jaw's still gonna break when somebody gives you a fucking I, I've left had my hook. jaw broken. Yeah, yeah. Because you're gonna be standing there like, come on, let's go, and the guy's gonna go, all right, day. Yeah. You know, if he's been doing that for a while, or he's gonna kick your leg, and you're gonna have a knee problem for the rest of your life. Yeah. You gotta. Well, nowadays at 46, I don't do those things anymore. I'm just like, I, I, I'm I'm the guy. You know those viral videos where people are fighting, and, and yeah. you see the one guy just eating his soup. Like that's me now. I just right. eat my soup and I just watch it. Before you'd get up and be like, guys, guys, guys. But now yeah. it's just like, fuck it, not my problem. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, you don't put the spoon down and then kind of wipe your mouth. There it goes, and then get up and then go, gentlemen, 
time to go home. <laughs> Unless y'all want to dance with somebody who can dance. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yeah. Like those movies, like Bruce Lee would be like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, these guys, <laughs> these thugs are bothering this woman. Well, I got to do something about it. Yeah. Those That's movies. your dream scenario. 100%. 100%. My dream scenario is to walk into like a pizza hut buffet that they used to have when I was in eighth grade. That's like my dream. You would be walking down the street in a tank top, boy shorts, yeah. barefoot, yes. somewhere in Thailand. The Thailand, no, those Muay Thai guys can fight for too long. They're too tough. Okay, Russia. Russia's too fucking tough. Are you kidding? They all do Sambo and no, no, no. Uh, okay, yeah, fucking San Fran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere like some, just somewhere in America where where they're just shitty thugs. Okay, San Fran. Yeah. There's a girl. She's got a purple smoothie, and yeah. five guys in roller skates come over and accost her, and they want her a purple smoothie. Uh-huh. And then you round the bend, and I go, and I go, what's the purple obsession, boys? What's the deal with the purple obsession? <laughs> Is Kool-Aid taking a nap? Because y'all about to take a nap involuntarily. Because your whole world's about to go from day to night. You understand? Light to dark. And then I, I just open up on him. I open up on him. And she says something like, you were like this man cat. <laughs> I mean, you would be one place and then you'd be another. I, I, I literally thought I was watching a video game. It's like, how did you do that? And I look at her and I go, practice. And I just skate away. I skate away. I love to just walk in. You fellas want me to read you a good night, good night story before I put you all to bed? Good night, Moon. Good night, Cat. Good night, Socks. How come you don't put your body into your punches? Huh? I'm sitting in a chair. I know, dude, but you're, you gotta, you know, I wanna see a little, hey, hey, it comes from the hips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say! I make that noise. Yeah. Say! Say! All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we covered nothing. We this covered a podcast. Yeah, we covered a lot. Thank you for wasting your time with us once again, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you need me, I'm, I'm going to be in. Uh, let me go through my uh, my dates here. Oh, um, please do. We let got, me get my uh, calendar up. We got Virginia Beach. Oh, when? November. Uh, I think, what is it? November, November. 18, 19, 20. November? Uh, and then I got. Uh, I'm I mean, sorry, February. November. I mean, fucking. I'm sorry. February 18. Jesus. February 18, 1920. I'm in Virginia Beach at the comedy. Uh, at, at the uh, Funny Bone. There you go. At the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, March 4, 5, and 6. I will be bringing heat. I will be there. Comedy Zone, Jacksonville, Florida, March 4, 5, and 6. The next weekend, Omaha, Nebraska, Funny Bone. I'm at, uh, I'm at, uh, I'm there November 11, 12, and 13. Sorry, it's taking me so long to get that off my my face and then march first weekend of march i'll be at the atlanta punchline and then the third week of march i'll be at the vulcan gas company in austin texas yeehaw yeehaw well steve brian b hall atn signing off yeah 
Um, this has been Steve Byrne and Brian Callen. This has been another episode of the Big and Hungry podcast. <clears throat> God bless you all.